I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Papa, why don't you tell the class what you've brought for show and tell today? Oh no! <laughs> I immediately regret everything. Today I've brought my analytical breakdown of vocal writing um, in our pop culture society. Are you committing to the voice for the rest of this bit? No. No, that's a head shake. That's okay, a no, good. good. That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> so your analytical breakdown of, of Vocaloid? Well, mainly of Hatsune Miku and her widespread popularity. That's right, people. It's tried. It's time to address the voice synthesizer in the room <laughs> that was that was nothing but continue yeah yeah it was gonna be something if you let me continue miku would you like to tell us about yourself today oh hi i'm miku <laughs> did you watch that mabim bam highlights video where hatsune miku joins them on the podcast because we can't just do mabim bam bits straight up oh god that was a bit hard yeah, yeah. Our entire podcast is a bim bam bit. <laughs> Deeply unsurprising. Deeply unsettling. Those that is a family of people who spend their entire life being recorded into a microphone. They've done every bit. The monkeys on the typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> if you set a thousand monkeys on infinite typewriters and give them total time. That was incredible. They will create You'll get Shakespeare. Shakespeare, yeah, and that's what Taz is. That's, so. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I watched a very interesting video the other day, and it begged the question, this, this YouTuber pleaded at me, as so many do, why is Miku so popular? What was the creator's name? Just want to give a shout out? Miles with a Y. Okay, excellent. That is the name. It was a fascinating thing. I'm going to try and put it on the Twitter so yeah. people can uh, I, I'll watch I'll link it, it in the description as well. Bless. And it was basically like, why the hell is Miku so popular? It's a, it's a vocal synthesizer. Why does she have concerts where she sings and everyone celebrates her like she's a real human? Yeah, why is this hologram Why is she here? And the, I, the cultural phenomenon? And, and it, it was really interesting to go through her progression, like how she was picked up by fans. And then what they did with her, which was collaborate. They, it was visual artists working with music producers to create stories yeah, that resonated if, with people. If the music gets popular, the artist gets popular. If the artist gets popular, the musician gets views. Like it's, exactly. It's a beautiful... It's, exactly. It was a beautiful sharing cycle. Symbiotic. And this, it sort of just grew and grew and grew. And then it became Miku is a diva whose face we can splash on anything. Yeah. And that would have propelled her popularity more yeah. because more people saw her, not necessarily with any context. Oh, God, no. And I think that's when people started going, why, why is she popular? Yeah. Um, well, she got like basically the company got her and what well, that already owned her, but like just went, oh no, we can latch onto this. Anime fans are feral. We can make this huge. And I was thinking about it and I was thinking about her versatility and how you can put her onto anything. And this wasn't discussed in the video, which is why I'm going to bring it up here, Ooh. is because she is just that flexible. Like you can really 
do anything with her, put her onto anything, project anything onto her. And I think people really like to do that, whether we're aware of it or not. We love to project onto things. 100%. I think that's why there's a lot of things that are popular that don't necessarily have a lot of story behind them. It's popular because people can make story for it. Yeah, like I'd also argue that that the ways that she was promoted were just so effective. Like DDR, right? There's mm-hmm. got to be Hatsune Miku music in DDR, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I, I probably. At least that style, of, that style of game allowed a kind of music to get incredibly popular that hadn't had eyes on it before. And then you get things like Project Diva, whereas Hatsune Miku and other idols in a rhythm game dancing. Exactly. I, I play a, a really good rhythm game on the phone called Citus 2, and there is now a Hatsune Miku expansion pack. That's just mm. a bunch of dope Hatsune Miku songs. And, and that's fantastic. And I'm really glad you brought that up. Because... I think it goes further than that. Like, yes, there is that aspect that she's just got good songs. She's a good vocal bank. She's fun to listen to. She's just like another band. But then people love her like she's an actual person. Yeah. And that's where I think the projection yeah. comes onto it. I mean, how many roleplay accounts are there, right? Billions. Yeah. <laughs> Billions. So many. How many Gaia Online roleplays can you find? Too many. Too many. Too many. Too many. That's why I found research. information on this character. Exactly. Yeah. That's why we have this wealth of information to pull out of our asses. It's great. People just say things on the internet and I'm, then we can talk about it. Haha, <laughs> no copyright. Fair use. Fair use, people. Hey. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's what I wanted to put out, that's and it's, and I think like from there you can ex- extrapolate it. I think into like you know if you put that onto real people, what's the nature of parasocial relationships and all that yeah. stuff. But we don't have time for that today. We're also so, not experts on that. What was that <laughs> yeah. video called? Uh, it was called "Explaining the Popularity of Hatsune Miku." I think by Miles with a Y. It's Hatsune Miku explaining the impact of a virtual idol. That's what it is. Um, and the full name of the account is Miles with a Y, which I did not realize that was not just a spelling thing. That's the name of it. Cool. I was trying to make it clear. Sorry. No, no, you're good. That is not an easy name to shout out. <laughs> shout out to Miles with a Y. Yeah. Well, other than that, what have you been up to this week? What have you been doing? We got back into JoJo's. We did get back into the JoJo. We watched some <laughs> fucked episodes of JoJo's. I forgot. Hey, sometimes JoJo remembers that it's uh, a horror, horror anime. Yeah. I forget that JoJo is a horror anime. I mean, it did have that whole season where it was funky boys in a funky town doing funky things. Yeah. And then it was like before that, even it was adventure in a desert with my good good boys. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure has this great thing where like it plays everything with so much self-seriousness. Yeah. Like, it is not ironic at anything that it does, which leads to the incredibly goofy moments that everyone knows it for, but also for just, like, just genuinely terrifying characters and actions. Um, the, for those who, who are in the know, we just watched the episode with uh, Chocolata and... What's his other friend? Chocolata and his pet, as all I'm going to say. Um, yeah, and for those who aren't in the know, we're going to spare you knowing. Just, <laughs> just know that there was a character in a gimp suit. Just know that. And, and be ready for the feral nature of that. It's, um, oh, it's dreadfully feral. It's he's awful. A, he's an awful little dirt gremlin. <laughs> he really is. That's he just tunnels his way around and makes all the ground not fun. He <laughs> thinks he's so cool because he can eat dirt. Um, he does eat dirt. He does eat dirt. I respect it. No, I don't. Um, but like, hey, that's a really good show is the thing. It's, it's an excellent show. And if you if you know people who are fans of JoJo, they're like, oh my God, you need to watch JoJo. Oh my God, watch JoJo, blah, 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 blah. you're like, I'm looking at these how many episodes and going, I'd rather not yeah. because I don't have the attention span for that. But now I am one of those people. Yeah, you are. You're and part of it. I hate myself. I look myself in the mirror <laughs> and I go, damn, 
Like. Here's the thing, at least we're not on the internet going, is that a JoJo reference to everything we see? So we're not that part of the fandom. I like the references that are references to that meme. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's okay. The, sort of the meta commentary on the meme. The meta co- Is that a JoJo reference? But this is a JoJo reference to the JoJo reference. Me looking at Animal Crossing. Is this? Okay, no, explain that one to me, pal. No, it's a Doom reference. I'm sorry. The cross memeing of Doom and Animal Crossing is really it good. It fills me with so much joy. Oh. Otherwise, in anime news, I finally finished the 1993 Gundam anime, Victory Gundam. We did it, folks. We made it through it. Well, they did. I didn't do any of that. I wasn't prepared to put myself through that. Yeah, rightfully so. (laughs) Uh, For anyone who actually cares, pretty good show, actually. One of my top three Gundams. I just wish it didn't have so many episodes where it goes, women be giving birth. And and it's just like the most gender essentialist nonsense. It's like, I know this is 1993. Jesus Christ. It was a little bit tiresome to deal with quite so much. Uh, well, okay, but sexism. the nineties was second or third wave fem- feminism. Ninety three anime from Japan. I'm uh, not sure what the state of feminism was. That's at the time. true. That's true. It's Japan. Different, different cultural yeah. thing there. And yeah. like to be fair, there is a critique of a kind of feminism in there, which is the kind of feminism that's like, if we keep the same institutions and put a woman in charge, everything will be good. It's like, no, not. Quite? Yeah, yeah. that is a type of liberal feminism you can find. Oh, it's, yeah, we need, more, we need more female prison guards. That is, it does offer oh, you a mean critique of that. the feminism I was raised on. Yes. Yes. Uh, it is off, does offer a critique of that, but it's lost in the fact that it's also gender essentialist nonsense. So, you know, <laughs> hey, still ah. one of my favorite Gundams of all time, boy, howdy, the bullshit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but... After that, we can get into our Vocaloid, the happy boy of the week. Oh, we have forgotten to introduce the show. Hello, welcome to Rateloid. As I'm sure you can tell, we are a podcast where we rate and rank every single Vocaloid in regards to look, personality, and voice. And if you're sitting there going, oh, what the hell's a Vocaloid? A Vocaloid is a voice synthesizer, usually with a humanoid mascot, given a personality that everybody heckin' loves. Yeah, it turns out anime is popular. I don't believe it. I've never watched an anime in my life. Not once? Is JoJo's an anime? No, JoJo's art. Naruto <laughs> and JoJo are art. That's true. That is, yeah, you know I'll accept it. Um, our Vocaloid for this week is Oliver. It's the good little boy. The good little boy. I've got some background research on Oliver here. Hit me with it. Uh, he is the first uh, young male Vocaloid whose voice samples were not provided by an adult. So his voice provided was by an actual 13-year-old child from England. Mm, mm, mm. Um, and because of this, because they were a child, yes. uh, voice provider has not been revealed. Valid. It's inspired by the British choir boy archetype, which I've written down here. You know, the common uh, drama ar- theatre archetype of the what? choir boy. Can you tell us some of the characteristics of this archetype? Does sing. Oh. Small. Ah. Usually considered highly innocent. Mm. Uh, you know... I can actually summarize the archetype in um, one song. Oh, yeah? You know the snowman? We're walking in the air. For the sake of the bit, pretend I do. Oh, this is a purely English experience that I'm talking about here. This is a purely English experience, I think. I think I've missed something in the cultural exchange here. (laughs) There's a a Christmas movie in England about a kid who brings a snowman to life. I can tell Um, you why that's a purely English experience. Because snow? There's no snow in Australia. Yeah, well, there is, sense. but it's mm, not uh, here. Um, it features a kid bringing a snowman to life, and it's all musical. Oh, it's Frosty. It's Frosty, but art. <laughs> Are you telling me Frosty is an art? Yes. Why would you say that to me? This features a dope snowman party. 
fuck you. I'll I'll chill <laughs> over here with my frosty and my six white boomers, my snow white boomers. Snow white boomers. Racing Santa Claus to the blazing sun. I'm terrified they of what's play, happening. That song is played to all Australian children as they go to sleep. And yep. so it is internalized into their it's memory. It's forced into you. It's forced into you. you it's can brain hear, coded. You can hear the washboard in the background. <laughs> it's just, it's there. Uh, I hate that. Um, I'm going to show you the, the snowman one day. Mm. Made me cry as a child. Um, and for the etymology of the name, in English, Oliver refers to the Bible olive tree. So it's a biblical symbol of peace and therefore implied meaning is peaceful. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, yeah. Love to get some Christian imagery into my vocaloid analysis. And you were not speaking to the microphone for a second there. Hello, I'm back. Yeah, there we go. You um, read an interesting bit. About Oliver and like his vocaloid version and how he relates actually to um, our good, good boy, Big Al, and his... yes. Not so good friend. Sweet, Sweet Anne. Anne. Uh, Big Al. <laughs> Not necessarily objectively the best vocal of all time, but in my heart, the best vocal of all time. Look, I got a soft spot for him too. He just needs to get a better wardrobe. Uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's part of the same line of like he's monster vocaloids. The, he's part of the monster vocaloids, which then, of course, because like originally when I first learned about him as a young and I was like, ooh, what do these cool edgy bandages mean? What's this to his backstory? And now, finally, in my adult years, I learn the truth. It's, he's a Frankenstein. It's his Frankenstein look. He's a Frankenstein. He's a Frankenboy. Well, I think that gives us a good truth, reason to get into look. And I have to say, I love this Artful Dodger-looking motherfucker. Artful, Artful Dodger is very good because, of course, naturally, when you look at him, you know, you think of, oh, he's like Oliver the Twist. He's a little English boy off the streets. Yeah. Oh, please, sir, can I have some porridge? Yeah. Um... <laughs> Food, glorious food in it. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> but he's actually not meant to be based no, off all it of it. It was purely <laughs> coincidental, which is awesome. Um, the bandages were described as having a mysterious cause, but he doesn't let them get in the way of his singing. And I just got to say, okay, for the design, I love his little sailor hat. It's very good. I love his artful do- dodger cloak coat. It, it, extremely good. Um, I I like the gold trim on everything. Oh, like, that's it's really nice. It's just an excellent little quiet boy. This is a character designed to appeal to Jonathan because I am an English choir person. <laughs> like <laughs> I've worn the robes. I've I've been in the room. I've done the thing. Uh, you merely adopted the choir. I was I was born into it. Ah. It formed me. Um. <laughs> No, no, like seriously, great design. I like that he has a little bird in his icon. I do. That is I definitely a friend. I just want to make a note on his like his outfit and stuff and how I think it lends like some idea to his background. I just, yeah. w- when you were describing me, I was given a flick of inspiration. Ooh, ooh, yeah. um, and it's, it sort of like makes me think of him as like he is, he's like obviously come from like a wealthy sort of family. Yeah. But yet he's hiding like himself and like these bandages and stuff and yep. if the frankenstein theory is to be true oh oh who knows who knows maybe he his could father be was the frankenstein an experiment boy yeah well it's actually very interesting if you look into the background of his of his aesthetic it, it was like very heavily based on the vienna boys choir robes mm. which is such a specific pull and i thank the vocaloid wiki for providing me with that information but have you ever seen a choir that looks m- like more like a group of little sailors those are just little sailors. Those are just little sailors is the thing. <laughs> they just took them off a boat, put them in front of a camera and went, oh. sing, sailor boy, sing. Yeah, no, like the combination of the the like fancy clothes and bandages and stuff, it really, I can't, I can't not think Artful Dodger. Oh, Because no. like Artful Dodger has the blue military jacket as oh, part of his, his clothing in the movie. It does. Um, 
and the little top hat. It's just, it's good. I love this point. This is a good, this is an excellent little Vocaloid. But would you say is, is Oliver, and now we head into our personality segment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at these smooth transitions. Um, yes. <laughs> would you say he's more of the artful dodger type or is he more of the Oliver Twist type? I think he's the Oliver Twist with hints of artful dodger. Oh, I like the hints because uh, I was going to go full twist. Well, because um, he has the aesthetic of the artful dodger, which I think... Hints at a small amount of confidence lying beneath the surf- surface, mm. but with with a predominantly more meek sort of characterization. I like the same like. Oh. Now you're thinking like a role player. Yeah, <laughs> now we're in there. Um, yeah, I can't not see this boy as from Oliver Twist, even as like one of the background orphans. Oh, definitely. Orphans. definitely. Background <laughs> orphan. Really choice sentences. Um, he has so many edgy songs. Though. Yeah, he does. People are so edgy. He is a sad Boy covered in bandages. But this is interesting, though, because he's, he's considered edgy by a lot of the music, right? Yeah, yeah. But then I went on to a, um, uh, a Vocaloid Amino poll Ooh. with 130 votes. Yeah. So we've got a comprehensive list of the uh, Vocaloid fandom right here. We pulled from the pool, yeah. yeah. 63.8% voted that he is a sweet cinnamon roll. Oh, he's definitely a sweet cinnamon roll. But also... Who has had bad things happen to him. I understand. Uh, the other fan consensus I've seen is that he's polite and timid. Oh, definitely. Which makes sense to me. Um, I want to put in that extra edge of like a little bit of confidence from the Artful Dodger Ooh. side of things. Oh, you're going that extra mile. Well, I think I think to be a performer, you need to have some confidence. That's true. So I think he has a little bit of dramatic flair to him. Mm-hmm. Probably helped by Big Al's big personality. I'm going to big out of this <laughs> big... <laughs> Big outs from here on in, lads. Risky stress only. Anyway. Um, I mean, like, from what I can tell, like, we're reaching a point where there's not much personality that's easy to find for a lot of these Oh, no, 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 no. No, um, um, we're definitely... We're creating our Radiverse. So, speaking of our Radiverse, oh? where does Lil Oliver fit in with Big Al's war crimes? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, here's my theory. Yeah. Harper just froze, like, did not move for five seconds. I'm pretty sure there was, like, a blue screen error happening in their brain. Because my brain was just like, picture this. I want you to picture your quintessential, picture sweet Aaron. She's your quintessential 1950s housewife. 1940s, 1950s? No, 50s, yeah. Yeah. Frankenstein-ish, yeah. American dream. (laughs) Yeah? We're talking American dream here. Unfortunate, but continue, yeah. And then... Oh, she's she's at the kitchen. She's cooking up a lovely, I don't know what they eat, pie. Yeah, pie. Let's go with pie. Pie. Yeah. And Big Al comes in after a long day of work. He's in a suit. Honey, I'm home. I hate. He's in a suit, not unlike that of, I don't know. It's definitely got some leopard print somewhere. <laughs> Maybe in the lining. Yes. Um, and then there's all of us sitting at the table doing his homework. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this is a totally normal family. Pan back. What's this? No, it's a setup in a in a institution. It's it's a make believe setup, and they've trapped these people here, and they're studying their social Harper, ways. Are you doing? And they're really actually. Are you just doing androids. the movie reveal of? Oh, they were in the insane asylum the entire time. It's not an insane asylum. I want you to think more like um, what's that? What's that movie where he's trapped in the big false world? Um, oh, oh, Ev- no, I almost said Evan Almighty, which is incorrect. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, oh, fuck, what's that movie called? What's it? 
Truman Show. It's Thank you, Zane. It's the Truman Show. For it's knowing that. movies. It's that. And they were androids built to emulate human society so they could be sent out into the world and then people would be like, oh, they're no, doing the, the right I thing. I think we that's where the like war that. crimes happen. And that's where the war crimes happen. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> somehow. In the, and war, then they crimes was, war crimes was adhering to the American dream philosophy. You're right. <laughs> uh, and then they escaped. Yes. So Oliver broke free. Oliver well. is free now. Oliver's still hanging with Big Al and Sweet Anne? Definitely. Okay. They, they are free and they are living their best lives, um, witness protection style. <laughs> I don't think you can have witness protection from the government? I got a big shrug there from Zane. This is the Vocaloid company giving them witness protection. Oh, oh, it's... it's uh, No, it's not Krypton for these two. It's Power FX and Yamaha giving them... Uh, a secret identity. I like it. I'm just digging myself a hole no, here. No, this is a cyberpunk future where they have that power. I appreciate it. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Overall, I'm positive on the personality <laughs> that we've created, I think. Which does take us onto voice. Um, mm, mm, mm. This is a podcast. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, my song today is called Tarantula, and it's about overcoming your arachnophobia by eating a spider. I ain't gonna do that. And it's by Momo Kashu. I think I think there's some good options here. I ain't gonna do that, fam. Um, before we get into the song, I just want to say it was the first one I clicked on, of and it has an accordion, so I had to select it. Back in my day, we didn't have a lot of Oliver songs. Mm-hmm. Back in my day. And so I do remember seeing that song and going, <laughs> I hate spiders, no. And yes. and then you played it for me, and boy, howdy, still hate spiders. Still hate spiders, extremely valid. That's an incredible song. That's an incredible song. And I, and Oliver has a good voice. Yes. Like, he's an English vocaloid done very well. Yeah. Um, absolutely good. I, I so... Okay, these are my notes that I've written down. I just need to go through these. Hit me with them. Hey, this song fucking owns. Just so good. Great goddamn voice. That's that's what... Also, I'm a huge nerd for accordion. Um, but no, like, it is a, a really nice, clear voice. Yeah. Um, with just incredible highs. Yeah. And I think you can tell that it was voiced by a 13-year-old choir boy, yeah. right? Like, yeah. there is a tone to that voice that is very distinct when you listen to like all male choirs and that kind of stuff. The, the sopranos mm. have an incredible, really gorgeous clarity of the tone. And I really think it works incredibly. And this song uses it amazingly. I don't know how long, it, how well it will work for a lot of other songs, but no, totally. I think it's fantastic. Uh, this is a tone designed for me to like, basically. This is, this is Jonathan. This is for Jonathan. This is a gift for me. This one, this one's for the Jonathan. Yes. Yes. No, fantastic. Uh, yeah. Also just, Mm, good song. Go listen to that song. It's Tarantula by Momo Kashu. It'll be in the description. That's a mm, good. I mean, warning if you have severe arachnophobia like good I point. do, because there is description of spider crawling into your mouth. Hey, that's not a fun one. It ain't fun. The other thing is that like a while ago we had a vocaloid on that they did like the whole cut out the instruments behind it and leave it to sing yeah. on its own. Very rarely done because you very rarely rely on the voice to do that. Yeah. This, this they did it again with well. this one and it works fantastic. It like, works very well. I think it's a massive good sign for the, for the voice there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Shall we hear your song? Yes. So mine is the Song of Healing. The Legend of Zelda one. The Legend of Zelda one. Uh-hh. Yes, it is correctly that. This is definitely uh, one of my faves from back in Z-Day. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You're the big Zelda nerd. Thank you. 
so it seems that universally people have decided that this song is this voice is fantastic on slow, beautiful atmospheric songs. Definitely. Yeah, it works so well. And it's correct. It's correct. Um, it's also interesting to note. I forgot to say this before, but like Oliver got pretty popular for an English vocaloid. And I think that's partly due to because he was used as an actual voice in the cartoon uh, being Puppycat. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was the voice of Puppycat. No way. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Wait, are you? For real, for real. That is wild. Yeah, you know, 100%. And like, I think that's really cool, having a vocaloid be this voice of this alien creature. 100%. Uh, there's a thing that we kind of see recently, which is like vocaloids that have a clear character in their voice, mm. where they sort of break out from the typical idol stay. Both this one and spoilers alert for next week, but like next week's vocaloid have very individual voices that you listen to and you can identify pretty easily. And they have very specific tones that they're going for. Absolutely. I didn't realize that it was BM. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah. extremely cool. Cool. Like when a vocaloid is used outside of music as like a voice acting thing, it's fascinating. It's just used in a really clever way because it's it's like, it, it, how do we convey that this is this is a creature not from Earth speaking a not language? Yeah, and still keep it cute. Yeah, vocal Oliver small, Oliver small, high pitched voiced, absolute gibberish. Yep. It's fantastic. Um, like overall, I'm super positive on this voice. Yeah, like, there's, yeah. there's so many good things to like about it. Uh, there's also a really good song called. Amygdala's Ragdoll by um, oh. uh, Ghost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. is Oliver's voice being used in a very different way from what we typically hear. It is not that slow classical kind of feel. It's very. Ghost is known for, I'd almost say, noisy kind of songs. Yeah. Like there's a lot happening, a lot of glitchy elements, that kind of stuff. A bit distorted. Yeah, definitely yeah. distorted. Um, and it's really interesting hearing Oliver's voice used in that way. I almost chose it, but I really like Tarantula. It has accordion. I'm a simple person. You're so valid. Um, so yeah, I'd also recommend checking out that song, Amygdala's Ragdoll. It's really good. But with that now, we have to rank. Now we have to put him in the charts. Put him in the charts. See who is best. First up is against Kai Yuki. Mm, I, mm, okay. I think for look, I think I prefer Oliver. Yes. Because it's got just more character into it. They it got a bit more creative with that one, I it's, think. It's more than just child. There's yeah. like a different asp- aspect that's, that's interesting. Yeah. I like his personality a lot. Like, Yeah, me too. He, he is characterized pretty well in both look, his stance and a lot of things, and mm. the music. Like there's a bunch of interesting stuff going on. Yeah. And we've created a fantastic world around Big Al and him. Absolutely. Uh, and voice, I love him. I think his oh, voice yeah. is the best. His voice is really good. Which means next up is yeah. Big Al. Actually, Uh-oh. no, I, I got a coin flip first. Sorry, I got it wrong. I got a coin flip. I was very upset for a second. Hey, it's not Big Al yet. Tone Rion. Oh, no, uh, so I see you. I th- so look. <laughs> this was designed to uh, make it very hard for Harper, specifically. I like how we just dodged the challenge for you and went straight to my challenge. The, t- uh, the coin doesn't lie. As much as I love Catgirl, I think I prefer Oliver's look, and I think it's more interesting to me. Okay, I'm I am counteracting your decision. <laughs> And I want you to hear me out why. Yeah. Because I think I have very objective opinion on this. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Vocaloids are meant to be synthesized musicians. Yes. And while Oliver definitely has the the musician part of it, I feel like CU takes on the synthesized bit as well with her more like electronic sort of look. Also, yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Harper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can see what you mean by a bit of an electronic look. That's that's my onion. We can be divided on we this. We can be divided on this. So let's go to personality. To be fair, CU was shot in the foot by the uh, circumstances around her release. She was also voiced by a bad person. 
And she doesn't have much personality around. So her I release. think Oliver's personality yes. gave us more to work with, definitely. Yeah. Um, he has relations to other vocaloids. And it's less complicated it's for us to deal with. Less complicated. And also, I like his voice more. His voice is better. Yes. Yes. So he wins that. He does. <laughs> I thought I thought for a second you like did a squeak of oh like a bit hurt. Um Hiyama Kyuteru. Mm, two singy boys. Who will win? Two singy boys. I okay, look wise, mm. I think I really like Oliver's. I find Oliver's it more interesting. Is definitely more visually interesting. Um, I think in regards to the history of what it's based off is fascinating to me. I like that they chose a very specific choir to base it off of. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, I love the artful dodger. Yes. Um when I was a little kid, I wanted to play him in a musical one time. Never had the chance, but you know, that was that was awesome. me as a kid. Personality. Hiyama does have the the double I do love the it. double person like like the not double personality, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the two alters, basically. Yeah, like the he, two forms he's he can take. Got the, ult- the alternates. I think I prefer Oliver's voice. His That's his voice stands out to me a lot more. He does have a more standout voice. Yeah. So I think I think he's gonna take he's gonna take the cake on that one. Yeah. He's already higher than Big Al, I'll accept that. He's against our number one vocaloid of all time. Gumi. Let's do this. Okay, look. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I dodged my challenge and made Harper have all the challenge. I've this had is two challenges now. Yeah. Why are you doing this to me? Now. Gumi has a lot more different costumes. Gumi does have more variety in the costume sec- section. This is true. However, Sh- like, okay, here's my biggest issue. Yeah. Oliver's design, personality, and voice are a lot more individualized. Yes. And stand out a lot more than Gumi's does. He is one of the first, like, proper characters that we've had as a vocaloid. Yes. He is the clearest one that has actually achieved the goal that it's going for. Yeah. I'm just going to, you know what? I'm just going to get it over and done with it. And I say, he beats Gumi. Best vocaloid of all time. Little Sing Boy. Is Oliver. Who would win? <laughs> Our top three is now Gumi, Nekomura. Uh, sorry, it's it's Oliver, Oliver. Gumi, Nekomura, Iroha. That's a good top three. That's a good top three, actually. Th- those are three characters. Yeah, that's Because Nekomura true. has a really good character. That's true. Who is a corporate chill, but still. Yes. Hey, you know, I wasn't actually expecting this coming to this episode, but I really like Oliver. I, uh, Oliver? Yeah, he real good. Yeah. Hell yeah. Congratulations, Oliver. He gets a win. He's the good boy. He deserves the win. Yeah, he do. Uh, our lowest ranked vocaloid is still number 22, Ryuto. Yeah, rip. <laughs> wow, what an incredible... We have, like, the successful little boy at the top and the, Failure the, the terrible at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fail, awesome. nasty boy. My dreadful son. Terrible little, <laughs> terrible little gremlin. Well, that is the end of our episode. So, y'all can find us on social media at rate-a-tumblr. Rate-a-lloyd. At uh, .tumblr.com. Yes. Got there in the end. On Twitter. Uh, Rate Lloyd, capital R, capital L. No, it's at Lloyd Rate. At Lloyd Rate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Check out all the other That's Not Canon podcasts. There's some really good stuff. Yes. Uh, Check out the Patreon, which I will link in the bottom. It just makes things, like, super easy for the the thing wow words are not easy basically zane lets us record everything give zane money (laughs) please (laughs) that got lots of zane i'm happy from that uh reviewers on your podcast app of choice and tell your friends about us it would really mean a lot hell yeah and join us next week where we'll be reviewing cull see ya
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.